Well, hello, Graham. How are hey, you? Matt. I'm doing all right, thanks. How are you? I'm Not too bad. Enjoying the, the fact that it's nice and bright out in the evening. Mm. Mm -hmm. Summer's upon us. It's uh, sunny and nowhere to go, eh? <laughs> yep. Well, that's fine. Because we've got video games. There's lots to be played. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we wouldn't be outside anyways. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. One of these days I'm going to, you know, like Persona 4, how they've got the scooters and they, they drive them everywhere. Like, um, they drive them down to the beach and stuff. That'll be me one day. One day I'll be, yeah. I'll, I'll be a high schooler with a, with a scooter. <laughs> you go catch some bugs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, fight my inner demons, you know. Mm. You know, uh, do you sing at a summer festival? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um Ugh. yeah so we've been playing uh oh wait should we do the intro is that a thing well hello everyone and welcome to the velvet room review i'm matthew and i'm graham and uh, this week we'll be talking about, um, I would say, a really popular, beloved game. Yeah, um, it's gained a lot of traction. Yeah, yeah. Um, recommended, I think, initially by you, Graham. I'm sure you've mentioned it on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. uh, but my friend Eric has pushed me to play it as well. We're talking about uh, Hades, um, uh, which Super officially released in... 2020 uh officially but i think it was early access 2019 yes Is that correct yes, yes. um and uh, i think you said graham i may have talked over you uh released by is it super giant games correct uh they yeah, also which... made like bastion pyre transistor yeah so um i haven't played any of those games but i've heard nothing but good things about them uh mm -hmm. so i think um I think this is a pretty solid studio from from what I can perceive. I, I think you've played Bastion, right? Uh, I've played their entire catalog. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've followed how, them since Bastion. How um, does Hades compare? I think I actually got... To... Uh, yeah, they, like... Hades kind of feels like the epitome, like the culmination of mm. all that they've worked for over, like, the last 10 years. Um, like, it's got elements of bastion and transistor and pyre all in there um they've always had this <clears throat> pardon me this really interesting approach to storytelling and i think that this is like um they they always try something different with their storytelling every every different game um and i think that especially with it being going through early access it the games have always been really polished but this is easily the most well put together polished game that they've made like it's mm. it's really impressive mm -hmm. um, yeah it's uh as a longtime fan of theirs it's it's incredible but yeah how how about uh like so this is your first experience with that yeah i think i played like 20 like minutes with their games 
<laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a couple like a long time ago, and I've I heard really good things about Pyre. I just never got around to playing it. Um, so, but it's it's. <clears throat> I'm just kind of reading the Wikipedia page here. It's really nice to see like a success story from an indie perspective of like that that like you said like not even just like continued success, but like the growth, um, game to game. And like you said, mm-hmm. like Hades is now that culmination of all the experiences they've had, uh, you know, developing those, those first three titles. Um, I'll say, I'll say this, like, I guess Hades might technically be like an indie game. It doesn't feel like an indie game at all to me. Like it's, it's very well polished, well developed. And like, I think could pass as a a triple A game, uh, Hmm. easily. So, um, and, uh, it looks like they only have like, well, as of 2018, on the Wikipedia page, it says they had like 20 employees. Yeah, um, it's a relatively small studio. Yeah, um, I mean, I assume they have like maybe some freelancers or outside help as well. But like, even that small a team to to deliver uh, this game is incredible. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't able to fully beat the game. Um, for basic context, the premise of Hades is. You are the son of the Greek god Hades, and you don't want to live in Hades anymore. You want to live in Olympus, so you have to fight your way out of Hades. Um, so it's like a roguelike, uh, uh, like similar to, uh, I guess, Binding of Isaac. What are some other ones? Uh, Rogue Legacy, maybe? Spelunky? That one. Spelunky, yeah. Um, like that, not necessarily, I think this one has a little bit less randomly generated, but... Um, random items, uh, randomized room layouts, um, and you must basically escape Hades. Um, I was able to escape Hades once. Congrats. Um, thank you. It was an effort. Um, but, uh, and I think it took me about maybe 20 hours, maybe a little less, but, um, there is like a post game, if you will, where there's further story development, uh, as, as you, subsequently escape uh, time and time again mm-hmm. which i did not get to experience graham i believe you said you did because you finished the full uh, story correct yeah so um there's kind of there's content essentially for the next 10 times that you beat the game um and then after that point it like story reasons you're able to keep going uh, mm-hmm. But us, some of the major, most of the major plot threads have concluded. There's still right. like a crap ton of like incidental dialogue and uh, like you can have relationships with a couple of the characters. Um, there's like all sorts of unlockables. You've got different difficulties that you can set the game at, like difficulty modifiers. There's all the different weapons that you can use. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of content in there. If that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. What I really particularly liked about Hades is that it has that roguelike element, um, but also like as an actual narrative and there's yes. a real purpose and connection that you have with not even, not only the main character, but the, um, you know, the secondary characters as well. Mm-hmm. But like, makes you more involved uh with uh 
each run in a sense of like wanting to escape wanting to discover more um or like deepen those relationships with all the characters um which I, in my experience is pretty like it's pretty rare for the roguelike genre like there's not really that i played anything similar to that uh, most roguelikes are very just like just do this thing and it's going to get harder and harder and it's still fun but there's not like a lot of reason to the yeah role. so um yeah and i think um hades has a really good balance of like just roguelike enough but not like full full roguelike to make it uh there are like the uh the permanent upgrades you can get yes which i loved i love that um like the ability to kind of spec out your character with uh enhancements that fit your playstyle, i really liked it made it so that every run felt useful right um and some roguelikes like you could just have a really terrible run and you get nowhere you don't unlock anything new you just kind of fail in hades you at least get some sort of like resources that you can use to better yourself and that was really impactful to me mm-hmm. there's a there's a constant sense of progression of yes like you're you might have died but that doesn't mean that like you can't do better next time but also like there's there's a thematic and like a, a gameplay reason for you to keep repeating it and mm-hmm. like the the difficulty kind of you know marries with the the narrative of this is should this should be a hard place to get out of um right so yeah no they they really pulled off something pretty unique of being able to have that like interesting and strong narrative with a roguelike design because that's not something that you see very often yeah absolutely and they really tie it well with like the again like the secondary characters because every time you you die in a run you you respawn back at the house of hades and there are uh people or beings in that house that want you to succeed like they're your companions or advisors or or uh what have you and like they'll make comments about your most recent run like oh i see you died to the <laughs> furies or um you know you can do it uh yeah yeah <laughs> um and so that was really cool like these not only is like the gameplay element randomly generated but also like the interactions that you can have with those characters are also a bit randomized and there's a like i don't think there's ever a repeating piece of dialogue that i ever heard <laughs> um no so that's that that's pretty impressive as well the just the thought and like um the care put into the 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 character writing as well and it's all fully voice acted too yes which is just mind-boggling um the amount of like work that they would have had to put into doing all of the recording it's uh it's just wild and there's so many characters that you like there's little characters too like sisyphus and uh uh not orpheus because he's a bit of a major character but eurydice like um these characters that show up only like every couple runs uh, mm-hmm. and they still have like a major reason to be there 
or they tie mm-hmm. in with a character back at camp like um mm-hmm. and they like they further the the mythos like if, if you know a bit of greek history you can recognize oh that's that person who did that like um oh that's orpheus and there's eurydice and it's interesting mm-hmm. to see their takes on them and mm-hmm. you get to interact with them and you you know some of their story already but you're also mm. like learning it from them firsthand um yeah it's it's a it's really neat um mm-hmm. and there's some some fantastic interactions uh at at one point with orpheus that just made me remember um you can have a conversation with Dionysus, uh, one of the gods that you can get boons with. Dionysus is this kind of, I don't know if party guy is the right way to describe him. He's, like he's very laid wine, back. Right? He's yeah, a yeah. god of wine, yeah. Uh, and a lot of his stuff deals with like making people, like giving them, is it drunk or is it sick that he gives them? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a poison effect. But at one point he can tell you that to tell Orpheus that oh you should tell him that um you, Zagreus, and him Dionysus are actually the same being. Um and you go and like it would be a great joke. Which is funny because <laughs> it's actually rooted in some like historical like there's enough historical evidence, I believe, to that like at one point they were the same god. Um, and you go tell Orpheus and he completely believes it. <laughs> and every time every and you, you start telling him tall tales. And then after a certain point, Zagreus starts getting concerned about the fact that Orpheus keeps like believing him. And hmm. so he goes to Orpheus and like, you know, that like all of these have been tall tales, right? They're all they're all just stories. Right. And Orpheus is like, oh, no, no. Like, you don't have to be humble. I completely get it. Just um and it's complete it just turns it on its head. Uh there's so many fantastic interactions with all the different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if you die in a run, it means that you get to experience a whole bunch of new character interactions. Right. So it's almost like a reward for finishing a run. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of if you succeeded or not. Yeah. Um, one thing I think I, I liked about the game was that for the most part, every run felt viable or winnable mm-hmm. in some capacity. Like there is that random aspect of like, okay, what boons am I going to get? Um, and how will they kind of work together to make me more powerful? Mm-hmm. And you could definitely get some like lucky uh, synchroni- synchronous boons, right? Whereas other roguelikes, it's totally like, did I get a good item or not? Right? And if you didn't, your run sucked and it was a waste of time. With Hades, it, it's like your ability is more than half the battle. You know, your ability to use the weapon properly, to position properly. Um, Right, mm-hmm. it, uh, it's so you're never gonna critical. be like out DPS by the enemy. Like you're never gonna get it to a point where, like, the enemy's healing and you can't deal any damage, or right. you might have a tougher yeah. time if you, 
if you don't get stuff that works together well, but yeah, it's uh, it's not impossible. Yeah, if you do, if you just play well enough. <laughs> um, yeah, and there are certainly runs where it's like, man, I didn't really get any good boons there. Um, and other runs were like, I got amazing boons. Like early on, I got a boon where every time I hit, I got HP back. Oh wow! Um, which which I think was like my sixth run maybe, and I made it all the way to like the third, uh, the third uh, boss, uh, which mm-hmm. is uh, Theseus and the Minotaur. The Minotaur and is it Theseus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and that was. <laughs> Those guys kicked my butt. They oh, kicked yeah. my butt, and I was so discouraged because I'm like, I did amazing. This was such a good boon, and I never found that boon again. But you know, I got back to those guys, and I, I, I now beat them not without problem, but I beat them consistently. Yeah. So, um, again, it's that it's that concept of like, you might have a really good run today, but ultimately what you accomplish in this run is going to help you on your next run and i think that's what's so important other games that are roguelike it's okay you had a really great run now the game just got harder right um that's the next challenge and it is sort of a reward but in a context as well it's like oh my goodness now that thing i struggled to do is going to be even be harder to do with hades while the game does increase difficulty or add in different enemies or room variants to kind of shake things up a little bit you are still ultimately be uh better equipped every single run you do yeah through like your different upgrades and also just personal knowledge yes yeah absolutely um yeah and there are a couple of different things like you could one could focus on as well right like um the different weapons all play very differently Uh, i think there are correct me if i'm wrong i think i unlocked seven weapons six maybe i want to say it's six you've got like the sword the bow the spear the fists the the gun and the shield yeah and like the claws too for the fists or something yeah yeah six Um, six i think yeah yeah, each, each one plays really differently. Obviously, the bow is going to be more ranged than the shield or the sword. Um, uh, and so, like, you can you can find a weapon that, that suits your play style. If you want to play more defensively, you can use a ranged weapon, or more aggressively, you mm-hmm. can, you know, use a, a close range. Um, and so that allows you to tailor your experience. Um, there's also... Um, Items that get, are given to you by like other characters as you build relationships with them that might increase your health or give you another chance if you die or increase your damage output or something like that um, that you can equip and upgrade as you complete more more and more encounters. So you can really tailor your playstyle. Um, you know, you can go in focusing on upgrading like the uh, rarity of the boons that you get so that you have a higher chance of getting a better boon. Or you can focus on spending all your uh, currency on uh, getting an extra life, essentially. And you can weigh those options to, to you know, um, differentiate how you want to tackle the challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of customizability. And the game also rewards you for trying different play styles. Um, yes. Like, one of the things it does is 
every run, it'll randomly choose uh, one of the weapons and it'll give it us... Um, basically, you'll get extra currency when you use that weapon. Mm. Uh, extra permanent currency, so not stuff you can use in the run. Right. Uh, so that was... I pretty much chose that all the time because I wanted to, you know, switch up stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And there's also, did you ever get, did you get to um, unlocking the different variations of the weapons? No, I don't think so, no. Okay, so so you can, um, after you beat the game once, I believe, it unlocks the ability to uh, use the Titan's blood that you've been getting to mm-hmm. unlock new variations of the weapons. So, like a bow that, um, all like when you hit the, when you attack with the bow, it puts target on the enemy, and then when you use your special, all the arrows home in on that enemy. Hmm. Or, or like nothing overpowered. It's all more, all just more variations. I really like there was one kind of the fist where when you used your special, um, like it sucked enemies in. It was magnetic. So I ended up in that one run mixing. And this is another way you get to control your randomness is you get to choose to a certain extent what boons, what gods you choose. Mm -hmm. So there's different play styles for the different ones. So I ended up going with Poseidon for that. So mm. what I could do is I sucked them in with my special and then I punched them away with my Poseidon. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like the hammer, which com- can completely change the way that you approach a weapon where mm. like it's, if you had like the bow, it could change it to a short range spread or it could change it to... Um, it deals extra damage at long distances. So even if you're familiar with a weapon, there's like six different ways that you can additionally play that weapon. Right. So it's um. There's a there's a lot of variety. Yeah, and, and that's even before you add it, in the boons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because then, like, you're like, oh well, this boon gives me extra special damage and it does this something when you when you use this attack. So maybe I'll do this kind of combo. It'll work really well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there's... You're constantly, like, changing up how you play even with the same weapon that you've done, you know, a dozen runs with. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, Did you uh, have a preferred weapon? Yeah. I... I, I found the fists are probably my favorite because I really favor an aggressive play style. Um, the fists and the shield were both pretty fun. The gun was fun when you didn't have to reload. Um, I found the spear and the bow the hardest to use for me because I didn't really like charging up attacks. Uh, and I didn't like how the bow left me really vulnerable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, how about you? What were the weapons you enjoyed? Yeah, for the longest time, I really preferred the spear. Actually, I like the ability to like throw it and then recall it to get like that uh, 
I guess that boomerang effect, if you will. So mm-hmm. um, whenever I used it, I would try to, I think that was the special. So I'd always try to get boons that increase that ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause you could like, you know, line up your shot, throw it and like, and then dash backwards and recall the spear to like hit the enemy, make some distance and then hit the enemy again. Um, yeah. And also if you have like backstab uh, boons or points in your backstab, uh, I think there was a skill for that. Maybe that was an item, but like that would do increased damage as well. Yes. So I'll, for a long time I used spear and then I started switching it up. And honestly, I found all the weapons to be pretty uh, agreeable. I think the one I liked maybe the least was the bow and arrow, but even then you could still have a lot of fun with like a ranged run. Mm-hmm. Um I think I got on a rage, ranged run with the bow and arrow, and I got the boon that turns your cast into, like, an ice laser turret. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which was awesome, because I would just send that out and then just kind of, like, stick in the corner and shoot <laughs> enemies from afar. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I actually never unlocked the gun, so I'll have to give that a try. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird... For me, because so when I started playing this game, um, it was an early access back in the summer of 2019. Uh, okay. And I've kept the same save file throughout. Um, and I've followed. Oh, wow. I I played it in 2019. And at that point, Theseus and the Minotaur was the final boss at that point. Like uh, the fourth area wasn't in yet. Oh, wow. And then okay. I kind of, yeah, and like Demeter wasn't in yet. Um, there was a bunch of stuff that uh, wasn't there, uh, but I eventually kind of fell off because, you know, it's waiting until the 1.0 release. And then I ended up playing it again, mostly for the podcast, I think. Mm-hmm. And. So it's interesting because every once in a while I would come back and they change stuff. Like they change their use, like what different currencies are used for what. or And so like I'd have some things unlocked that maybe you wouldn't have unlocked at that point. Or I would mm. have a surplus of one thing and nothing of another. Um, and so it, it was kind of a, a weird situation to be in. Not the, not a bad situation, uh, but definitely kind of with, with early access, there's that uh, interesting thing where your progress could be, it it's uh, subjective, I guess, subject to yeah, it, whatever changes come down the pipe. Yeah, it's like, I think we talked a couple episodes, episodes ago where it's like, with just the state of the the market now it's like when is a game ready to be reviewed or ready to be played like yeah if your experience is so different at early access or at launch than it is two or three years in um it's uh it's this really like weird concept you know it's it's not like uh the mcu is putting out an end game (laughs) 2.0 i guess yeah i guess sex snyder is i guess a little bit okay (laughs) That's, that's a, a, a one-shot, maybe. Yeah, so, the director's cut. Um, but but even yeah. then, like, that's more of an expanded 
remixed original. This is like a core as like core aspects of the game got changed. Yeah. Yeah. And like um it was always interesting reading the patch notes and saying, "Oh, like this skill has this effect now or they they de- they deliberated for a while over what to call the poison effect." Um like which is why I can't remember whether it's called sick or drunk. Um because that was I think it originally came out as drunk and then they rebranded it to sick because people didn't really catch like what it's a lot easier to tell what sick is or poison than it is drunk. Right. right. So you know, it's interesting, like hearing this experience from you, it's actually jarring my my feelings towards a game i recently got that's an early access okay um and i think it's actually affected me negatively um so i picked up uh temtem a couple months okay ago for the ps5 yeah and that's that's a game that's an early access mm-hmm. um and um i'm in a really odd position where it's like okay the game's not complete all the all the temtem aren't in the game yet they are continuing to put out new areas in the game. Do mm-hmm. I play it <laughs> uh, and then have to replay it again? Or do I stop until the game is in a more complete state? Um, and to be honest, it's kind of ruined. It. Not, I don't want to say ruined. It's like really um, discouraged me from continuing to play. Let me put it that way. Um even though the game's fun and I like uh, I, I like the the game quite a bit, it's like well I don't want to um, continue and like not have a completed experience. Yeah. Have to restart or go back to other areas and be overleveled or or anything like that. Uh, and yeah, that's just the particular nature of that game. But no, no, I get um, that. Um, if I can have a quick aside of. No, please do. Um, there's a game called Crosscode that um, I got in early access a few years ago and um, followed the development and stuff, but I played it at, let's say, patch 0.5. And I put a good 30 hours into it because um, it was quite a bit of fun and I was enjoying the story and the gameplay and... I was getting excited about new regions that were, they were adding. It was funny because it was, it's like a, the story is, it's kind of like a virtual MMO. So mm-hmm. they even kind of played it off of, oh, this area hasn't been like, it's coming in the next content patch. <laughs> um, right. But at some point I, I fell off of it. And then the, the, you know, the full game released. And I'm like, I would be interested in, um, playing it again but a i don't want to start from the beginning even though i know that they changed some stuff in the early areas because i'm 30 hours in but at the same time i don't want to jump back into my 30 out your like 30 hour long save because i don't know where i'm going to be right um it's this weird weird in between yeah and i guess i think it works better as better for some genres than others right obviously there are very successful examples you know minecraft being the most successful one 
or even something mm-hmm. like World of Warcraft, you know, which has continually reinvented itself over and over again. Um, but there are just some games I think it doesn't work for, and I think Temtem, unfortunately, is one of them. Hmm. Uh, and like I'm, I'm even having this issue with Pokemon, because I picked up the DLC for Pokemon Sword, mm-hmm. uh, and like the um, I haven't played too much, uh, like maybe an hour's worth, but all the Pokemon are like one level, like level sixty or whatever, or whatever post-game Pokemon level would be, mm-hmm. and um, it's just like interesting that they didn't uh, just. I don't know. In my mind, if I was doing Pokemon DLC, I'd be like, hey, new area. You can only use new Pokemon from now on until you beat the DLC story. But it's like it, it deters you from using lower level Pokemon because you'll have to stick with Pokemon that are high enough level to fight the new enemies. And like you're also catching new Pokemon at super high levels, too, which is not overly intuitive. So hmm. um, I don't know. And that just popped in my mind with with Temtem of like this is a this particular model of game is not suited for this particular service at least not the way it's being being done. Um, I think in my opinion, like if if it's going to be an early access game, like there should be a very clear line of like okay, the game is sixty percent complete and everything that's going to come is going to be coming after that, not like in between. Like in Temtem, there are buildings that are like, hey, this building's not completed yet. And it's just some random building in the middle of the road. Hmm. So it's like, well, when is this going to be complete? Because I'm not going to be coming back here, theoretically. That's the thing. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah. if you're already along the road, you're not going to be doubling back. It's Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's it's Again, it's just, it's not really a new problem. I guess it's been like you know, the past 10 years, and particularly early access is a big, uh, I think it's a hot topic. But um, I would argue that maybe Hades is probably not a game that I would think would work well with hot, uh, early access based on its genre and structure. Um, I will say it did really well in early access. Um, I, I, I'm, yeah, I... Yeah, I guess I guess it works a little You're bit. You're saying though that like, okay, yeah, you beat the third boss and like okay, now the fourth boss is here. Go fight him, right? Like that makes sense. But like uh, again, it's I don't know. Uh, I I didn't experience it, so I can't really speculate. I guess, but to me, single player games, it's like do they really need to be early access? You know what I mean? Hmm. I think like the interesting thing, like uh, do you, do you feel like? With Temtem, do they listen to player feedback? Um, I mean, they say they do. <laughs> uh, honestly, I haven't been involved with the community enough to like really look into that. Um, I know they recently put in a pretty big update, uh, which addressed some player like ideas or concerns, if you will. Um, so I would, I would, I would think so. Um, but I don't have the full knowledge of that so so one thing that hades did was they did get the community fairly involved in early access Mm. which i think was a big strength one one thing that they did on the patch notes was they would put a little symbol between like in front of each bullet point that was either suggested by the community or found by the community like if it was a bug report or if it was a, a balance change 
um, suggestion, that kind of thing. Nice. Um, so you could see like, and a lot of the stuff was like community suggested or community involved. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they were very clear about their roadmap of like, this is when they have like, you could count yeah. on a new Hades update every two months, one, six yeah. weeks, something like that. Yeah. So they were very regular. And, yeah. And that's so critical. Like if you, that's how you have to do it. You have to have that solid deliverable action plan. I, I, I think. Um, yeah. So. One of the things that's kept me with Genshin. Um, Cause basically Genshin runs on, you know, this is your union mandated Genshin segment. Um, but Genshin runs on a six week or a, like season. Mm-hmm. And at mm-hmm. the start of every season, um, you, they give an overview of everything that's coming down the pipe for right. that season. So like, these are the events that are going to run at this time. They do like a live stream, live stream of showing off the different content, the different characters that are coming, uh, different events that are happening. And then everything's kind of laid out and you know over like, you you know what to expect and you know when things are coming and everything's very clear. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, I know that, okay, this event is lasting for this long, and then there will be a couple of days of downtime, and then the next thing will start. Right. So I know, you know, when I'm going to spend my time doing what. Yeah. Um, and I'm, and like, that's just kind of the, the model that they use. But, yeah. And again, that, that as a game, is, a game as a service makes sense. So it's just, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting in my in my opinion, it's an interesting uh, tactic in regards to Hades being early access. Um, yeah, it's a. But again, like I don't have that direct experience, but games I mean, as I, a I, service, I but it's a one-time fee. Yeah, yeah. With like yeah. A, a set due date, or at the very least, like a an end date. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's, not, like it's not getting like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think. You know, I think um, being an indie developer, if you will, uh, they probably have a better ability of setting reasonable goals and deadlines. And, uh, and really have a. I think they've got uh, a lot of experience there. at this point. Yeah, uh, they know what their team's capable of, and they know what they can they can ship, and they and uh, they're not really beholden to anybody, if you will. So yeah, um, yeah, and I think they just do a very good job, and, and they put a lot of care into their games, just from what I can see from the game I played. Uh, so um, yeah, that was a odd tangent. I wasn't expecting to go on. <laughs> tem tem, yeah. Uh, yeah, I yeah, mean that's the show. Even, early access yeah 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 well it's it's a big part of hades identity is the early access section um at least for me uh like there's some like they even partnered with uh no clip which is like a documentary series on youtube that does Mm. a bunch of 
really quite good documentaries on video game development um, to do a, I don't remember how often they did it, but like a dev vlog of how things like how things were progressing and um i i haven't watched that but like it was basically the making of hades uh but they started it you know pretty soon after hades was announced mm-hmm. so there've been this it's... they've chronologued chronicled their whole development that's really cool it's interesting cuz like i'm just trying to think like is there any other product that has that model of you know, like continuous delivery and continuous delivery of, of a on like a to be finished product hmm you know it's like i ordered a filing cabinet and it's not like they sent me <laughs> half the cabinet and i'm waiting on updates for the, the last half right don't worry um, the next the next update's gotta be real good <laughs> um we're adding some new features yeah Yeah. um and and i guess the closest thing i could think of is like tv like seasons of tv but yeah yeah um yeah or like a i guess maybe like a manga series something that's like weekly or bi-weekly or monthly that is yeah running like Like a comic book uh yeah, but then again, there's not one. That's not that one-time fee, right? It's not like you're paying for every installment for Hades. So, it's it's this unique, um, unique setup that games have now. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess uh, Kickstarter could be, although that's I, more I, of a medium than it is a product. Yeah, I was actually thinking, like, why didn't they Kickstarter it, considering? Um, if if it's if they were looking for funding, it might be that their needs wasn't funding. It could have been playtesting or marketing. Well, they they launched like um, they launched exclusively on Epic, uh, so they had an ex- exclusivity deal with Epic Games uh, Store. Okay, okay. Uh, right around the time, actually, I think it was it was a launch title for the Epic Games Store. Hmm, the picture is becoming clearer. <laughs> so. Yeah, they um they had the marketing yeah. push, they had the funding. Yeah. Um I don't believe it was a Kickstarter. I think they just went straight into early access. Yeah. And a Kickstarter yeah, Kickstarter is definitely a risk too, right? Like I'm playing through uh right now uh ukulele. Mm-hmm. Which was a pretty famous, I would argue one of the most more famous Kickstarters in the past decade that uh I have a perception was not very well received by uh, the community. So it's definitely like a Kickstarter is like that risk as well. It could be a, a very negative marketing push. If you ship a product, that's not great or is not up to expectations. Whereas like you can maybe head that off with an early access thing of like, Hey, it's an early access. Yeah. It's, uh, it's perfect yet. It's kind of weird how like Kickstarter, you're selling them on a vision uh, mm. based on like very early development and early access you're asking them to pay for very like reasonably early development yeah um but but late it's one of those things maybe i like i don't know the whole picture here but when i think kickstarter i think of you're you're pitching a vision of a product 
and early yeah. access is you're picking pitching a product of which you can see a vision in that's not yet achieved um and that's what you're waiting yeah. on yeah yeah um i think i i think it also benefits hades that it was early access for only i think you said epic game store it did it not come to steam early access as well am i correct matt i think it came to steam as a full release okay yeah i think that i like that system a little better it's like okay these players get this experience because of the platform the console right i don't know like temtem's early access pc uh ps5 i don't know if it's on xbox i don't think so but it's early access on both so it's like it's just an unfinished product whereas like uh, hades was technically yes but um you know it was segmented to like okay this is this this is the soft launch early access here's the full launch for switch and steam and i don't know if it's coming to ps4 or not but like physical launches as well i think maybe i'm wrong with that but like it had that official launch date right where it's like i feel like in my perspective temptems had an official launch date even though maybe it hasn't really but it felt like it when when it had yeah. so much media press and seemed yeah. like everyone was playing it, it, it felt like it was the official launch. To yeah. Someone looking in. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's an odd one, dude. It's like uh, I think there's something like 160 Temtem that they've developed, but only 90 are available in the game. Let me confirm that because I don't want to just be speaking from my mouth here, but. Um, <laughs> but it's like that's wild to me uh, <laughs> I don't know it's just like because like that changes so much um, about the game the balance of the game like how the game is played the, the experience uh, you'll have like if half or t a third of the Temtem aren't even in the game yet that are going to be put in the game later uh, I don't know it's uh it's odd. <laughs> so I, I had high, I mean, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I like it a lot. It's fun to play. Ah, okay. There are currently 86 Temtem species in the game, but the Tempedia, which is like the Pokedex, has mm -hmm. room for 141 entries that we know of. So it's like 65, no, 55 uh, Temtem that aren't in the game yet. Huh. Um, so about two thirds know. of them are in the game right now. Yeah, yeah. So, to me, it, it just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't had a chance to talk about Temtem, I don't think, on the podcast. So, um, mm -hmm. I don't know. Especially in a game like Temtem, sorry. <laughs> Going up on it now. Um, it's like you're just constantly fighting the same Temtem over and over again. Mm. As well. Okay, because there, there's, there's not as much. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, almost, uh, I don't know, is it like an exponential number of matchups as the number of yeah uh attempt yeah. go up yeah so yeah no that makes sense yeah um so oh it's crowdfunded sorry temtem was crowdfunded on kickstarter as well although a very small fundraising goal and then actually it was launched early access last january 2020 and then came out early access for ps5 was it really? official it's been like date? over a year 
with an official release date for Switch Xbox for 2021. So, okay, um, so in theory, it's coming out in full this year. Yeah, I might, I might just wait till it comes out in full. I don't know. So, um, yeah, yeah. I was hoping, I was hoping it would do very well, uh, and it sold quite a bit, um, because I would like Pokemon to do better, and I think competition breeds uh, creativity. So I was hoping it would do well. It sold a lot, I think. So, uh, yeah, my kids love it. They name all the Temtem. Uh, <laughs> we have we have Potty. Um, is one of them. Paint is another one we've named. Uh, Hammy. <laughs> a couple of them. So yeah, lots. Of These good, are great. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I normally have to convince them not to name it uh, Squirtle. <laughs> <laughs> Or Pikachu, because that's also an option. But, anyways, what we were talking about, Hades. Yeah, well, Hades. Incredible. Anything else you want to say about Hades, Graham? Um, uh, I I don't think I mentioned the music. Music's oh, incredible. So good. So uh, Darren Korb is an incredible musician who's done the music for all their games. Um. And he knocks it out of the park with every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ashley Barrett does the female vocals. Uh, and mm. she's same, done it for all of their games. And again, always fantastic. Uh, and it's got a, like an incredible like modular soundtrack where it'll ramp up or it'll... Yeah. slow down depending on if you're in combat or out of combat um it's phenomenal the art direction the art style is phenomenal um the voice acting is great and there's so much of it um yes on, yeah honestly this is like comes very highly recommended for me hmm. uh did you have anything else you wanted to add um I don't think so, except, uh, spoiler alert, this game broke my soul. Um, oh, <laughs> dude. Uh, final boss. So the, fi- the final boss is Hades, of course, and he's tough, I-, I think. I think he's tough. And I fought him like four times, I think, and like got wrecked. And so like, I, I finally had a really good run. I got there with like two deaths of defiances, which were like extra lives. And I finally beat him. I lowered his health bar to almost zero and he goes down on his knees and then they freaking fill the health bar back up again. And he gets even harder. And I was, I lost my mind. I was actually a little cheesed about it. I think if I remember correctly, uh, I, I lost. You, of course. you, you, you uh, messaged me and you're like, yeah, this game broke me. <laughs> Yes, I also uh, like uh, on my company Slack channel. I like, I, I we have a gaming Slack channel. I was like, oh cool, yo, I'm uh, really upset right now. <laughs> and like the CEO was like, don't worry, dude, you can do it. And they gave me some tips. And then like that night, I was able to do it. And it was like, oh, nice, I freaking did it. <laughs> Woo! It was a good feeling, but at the same time, it was like I felt like two rounds, a little much much but i don't know it'd be interesting to see like going back i don't know does the game get harder after that initial win would you say no Hmm. Hmm. i mean you obviously can 
add into variance with uh, the the heat. What's it called the scroll? Heat. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you can, you add can that. increase your heat level. Yes, to make it more difficult, which is cool because you can like do customized playthroughs and stuff. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was a bit soul crushing for a little bit there. So, um, and I only ever felt like I don't know. Like, for some roguelikes, it's like, if you have, like, a really great run, and then you lose at the end of 45 minutes on the last, last boss, it's incredibly demoralizing. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, Hades didn't feel like that. Like, I felt like I could do a couple of runs. And, like, if I lost, I'm like, cool. Like, I didn't really get bummed out. Even, even if, like, I made it to Hades and died, I was like, okay, yeah, I still just need to get better. Or, like, I died too much on the way there. So, like, I wasn't properly set up for the fight. But, like, to do it and then have to do it again. And it got get harder. And I was like, oh. <laughs> brutal, man. It was brutal. I took a break after a couple of days of that. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, um, I would give it a recommendation. I don't know if I would give it a strong recommendation. Um, I mean, I don't think it has many flaws. Um, but... Uh, I don't know. I don't think I. I didn't like absolutely love it. I just I thought it was a really solid title. So That's I'm fair. personally gonna give it a Yosuke. It's a it's a very com- comfortable like re- relaxing game to settle into. And it's like uh, it's one of those games where it's easy to pick up and like difficult to master. Um, but like whatever you put into it, I guess what I, what I really loved about the game is whatever you put into it is going to help you in the long run. So there's no such thing as a wasted run. And mm. that, I think, is critical. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, I think I'd have to give it, like, a, a Yukiko. Uh, it's mm. very, like, Red. special for a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just really, really enjoyable to spend time with. Like, it's been, you know, a journey of... of um from like the first time playing it back in 2019 to now um it's Mm -hmm. and even like just kind of my journey with the company uh of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. playing through their games and seeing the evolution and it's um yeah no it's i'm very like happy with where where they got to um yeah it's also very fairly priced. It is yeah, it's what uh, thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. I'm looking it up on Steam right now. It's a bit different. Yeah, it's thirty bucks Canadian on Steam. I think it was thirty three question mark uh, on Switch. Um, yeah, because yeah, yeah, but hundred uh, percent worth that. This is easily a fifty dollar game, so it's a steal at thirty bucks in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm with the amount of content there is in it, you're going to spend at least 20 hours if uh, just getting through your first escape route, probably. Plus, however much longer it takes you to get uh, the main plot line done, so. Yeah. I think I did about 30 runs before... uh, 30, 35 runs before we started uh, doing... like, preparing for, for the podcast, and then I think... I ended at about 50 runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I beat the game roughly 10 times. Um, nice. So, yeah. 
And I think I beat it once or twice when it was in early access. So, mm. yeah. yeah. All right. I would say get it. I would also agree. Um, it's it's great. Oh, and it's accessible too. I wanted to mention it's got a really good um, mode called God Mode, which is not overpowered, but reduces the damage you take by 20%. And then every time you die, the damage reduction increases to, I believe, a maximum of 80%. Um, I think I was hovering around 30% by the time I beat the game, like Mm -hmm. by the time I finished playing the game. And I found it to be just, just enough to like make me, let me really enjoy the game without worrying too much about the difficulty. Right. Um, Like I was able to, because I play fairly aggressively. I make a lot of mistakes. I make a lot of, reckless plays that get me mm-hmm. get me hurt and um i enjoy that play style but and having that mode on kind of enabled me to play in a play style that i preferred which i think was really good and they didn't uh they didn't knock you for using it you didn't get a silver star instead of a gold star on your title screen or something like that um it's perfectly acceptable and i think that was really really good yeah yeah play it yeah we'll leave it at that all right all right well that was like half hades uh quarter temtem quarter (laughs) early access discussion so um you got more than you bargained for with this episode we'll bully you um (laughs) but until next time thank you so much for tuning in if you have any game suggestions please let us know of course the summer is around the corner. The summer of Nintendo is uh, ramping up. Uh, the Nintendo shareholders are really excited about all the games Graham and I are going to buy to play. Um, and we're excited to dust off our Switches and our 3DSs and experience uh, some, some good games. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, I think our schedule is pretty open. So please send us your suggestions. Uh, but until such time, we'll speak to you in a few weeks with our next review. So thank you for tuning in and have a good evening. Yes, have a good evening.